Welcome to the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents Podcast. I'm your host and real estate productivity expert, Kim Hughes. Join me as we focus on real strategies and implement real solutions designed for you to achieve major success in your business and life while getting you organized. Hi everybody, it's Kim Hughes and today we are going to talk about how to market your listings to get them noticed, not just by the seller, but by the entire community. And so what we want to start first start out with is deciding what your packages will look like. Will your package be the same thing? Will you do the same thing for every listing that you take? Meaning if you were to take a landlot or a ranch, um, some commercial property, um, a high-end property, a luxury property, are they all going to get the same marketing? Or are they going to get marketing based on what type of property it is? So, for example, you may not spend as much time and money listing a landlot or maybe even um, 20 acres as you would maybe a million-dollar listing or even a $500,000 listing. So these are the things that we want to talk about today is how to structure your packages for your seller if that is something that is of interest to you. So stick around. We're going to get really deep into what we do, and hopefully we'll mention some things that maybe you're not doing that you could that makes you stand out above everybody else. Or maybe it's that listing, that one thing that you'll do during that listing that that seller has not heard from anybody else. So let's talk about this. And as we go through it, you know, take some notes. Um, If you have any questions at the end and you want to reach out to me, please feel free to do so. We're happy to help you try to put together your listing package that works for you as well as your market. So the first thing we want to mention is you should have maybe three packages. That first package would be, let's say it's called the basic. Um, This could be for a landlot, um, a piece of maybe some acreage, you know, that doesn't need a lot of detail in marketing. Um, And maybe you have a house that's a teardown, you know, no telling what you have. So let's look at that basic package and see what it is and see if it's going to help you. So the basic is going to be, you know, the minimal, the minimal work that you'll do on a listing, which would be, of course, um, you know, putting it in the MLS, taking your photos, um, working with your photographers and getting that done, whether they do drones, which for land, you know, a drone is perfect. So I would always say put the drone in there, whether it's one acre, 20 acres. You know, I think a drone is always a good, nice um, overview of what that property offers. And and those people that are looking for that type of land, it helps them understand what it looks like from above so they can see the trees, the water, um, open pastures, etc. So I would say on my basic package, I would put a drone and video, okay, and then still photos. Then what you want to do is write your content for that listing and then put it onto the MLS and make sure that when you put it on the MLS that you label your photos. Now, when you're taking pictures, whether it's of land, a home, 
a luxury, you know, 20,000 square foot home. It doesn't matter what pictures you take of that home, but you need to take several angles and then put that in the MLS. So if you have a room that you're walking into and let's say it is the family room, um, you want it to, and it's a pretty good sized room. So you want to take maybe a couple of pictures, like this is the room looking south. This is the room looking north. So that the visitor looking at those photos can determine what part of that room they're looking at. Where are they standing when they take, when they're looking at that room? So be very cautious of that. When you are looking at talking to your photographer or you're taking the photos yourself, you want to make sure that your, your, audience can see what that room offers because it may have a fireplace on one side it may have built-in bookshelves on the other so stand in a piece of part of parts of the room where you can take those additional photos but then in the comments when you put those into the mls or whether it's on your website you're writing a blog whatever that can be you're identifying those images so when you walk into the front of the home you have an option to turn right or left when you take to the left, you'll take a picture and say left view from front door, right view from front door. This helps so much when you are showcasing that home. And it also impresses the seller because you are being very particular about how that home is laid out. So there is no confusion to the audience that's looking at it or to that buyer that's looking at it. The same thing for land. Maybe land is even more important because you do need to take the north, south, east, west um, photos as well as to show them because the south view may not have trees. It may have a creek. Um, the north view may have all the trees and a creek. You know, so you might want to look at that property and capture the best images of that property to enhance it. And then when you're doing that also... I would highly recommend that you get like a soil test, um, you know, and kind of identify what trees are on the property. That will make a big difference too. So you're not just selling five acres, you're selling five acres that has a spring fed creek, right? Um, it has a lot of oak trees. It has, you know, fruit trees on it. It could have pecan trees. Those are things that would be interest of interest to a buyer depending on what they're looking at that property for. So it's really a good thing to do is to do your homework, find out what all is on that property, what utilities are connected to that property, what type of soil does it have, um, you know, the trees. That doesn't mean to go out and identify every tree, but you could say, you know, um, it has a lot of woods with, you know, oak trees, pine trees, whatever. So make sure that you do a little bit of your homework. Ask your homeowners, um, you know, if you have a friend that can identify trees or maybe you can, go out there and do it. Wouldn't take 30 minutes, but it can make such an impact. So when you're doing this with the land, you know, this is these are things that you would do for land more so than a home, right? Um, so just kind of identify your package. So when you say that, you know, yep, we're going to put it in the MLS, we're going to uh, have it on Realtor.com. It's going to show up on Zillow, my website. I'm going to do social media. Um, I'm going to make a brochure, put it on the property, you know, with the box. Um, maybe you're going to have a big billboard sitting on that property. Maybe you're going to have just a little sign, you know, but what are you going to do to market under a basic package? 
then under that, then you can go to your premium package, which is a middle. And then you could say, well, this is what I'm going to do for homes up to, say, 700000 And this is basic, you know, marketing, but with a twist. So again, you want to take the great photos, the videos, you want to get the great content. Maybe this is where you have your sellers talk about the home, why they love the home, the neighborhood, etc. And maybe even talk about schools if they still have their kids in there. And maybe they talk about the activities that are for children if this is a family-oriented neighborhood. The more information you can get on that community to talk about it, the more exposure it will get, okay? Because you can, you can create your keywords around that for search engine optimization. You will talk about it more in depth. You know, that doesn't mean you have to sit down and write a book, but you could say um, this home is located in Aubrey, Texas with access to Prosper Schools. Well, for somebody that may be moving to Aubrey, they may not really want to live in Aubrey, but they really like the Prosper Schools and they are top-rated schools, so therefore they are willing to live in Aubrey for their children to attend the, high, the best schools in the area. So make sure you have all those questions answered before the client or the buyer asks you that question, okay? Now, in that premium package, what else are you going to do? You're going to create a postcard to mail out to all the neighborhoods. Um, you're going to send out an email, um, an e-blast an e to everybody in your database promoting that property. You're going to send an e-blast to all of your agents. Now, these agents could be all over the world because you never know where that lead or that buyer is going to come from. So if you don't already have a realtor database, it's now time to start one. Um, the way that this country is moving around, it would not be a surprise to me that if you got somebody from maybe Canada, you know, California, moving to Florida, moving to Texas, J Jersey, moving to Oklahoma. I mean, people are just moving all over the place. So if you don't already have an agent-to-agent -agent database, now is the time to start building one. And that is another podcast we will go into. But, you know, start every time you meet somebody in real estate, get their business card, get their information, put it into your database and put them under the list or the group agents. You can have agents that say in local and then out of town. And that way you can market to them in different ways. That's a whole nother marketing strategy that, that we can talk about. So when you are looking at your packages, you know what you're going to offer them so that when you go on that listing appointment, you know exactly what you can tell them and you're not going to be get playing a guessing game. I don't like to hear agents just say, well, you know, I just kind of go in and hear what they want to tell, you know, want me to do. And I try to tell them I'll do it. And if I can, I can. If I can, I can't. I'm like, nope, you go in there with a strong package and say, because of your property, this is what we're going to do for you. And you create that package based on your seller and the property. Then um, some of the other things, of course, you're going to put it on social media. You're going to ask your sellers that when you promote it and you have completely you know, finished promoting it, which should take you anywhere from you know, two to three days to get it really good marketing um, in, the, in, in the internet world. Then you might ask them, hey, why don't you go over to my Facebook or go to my Instagram 
and share that to your page or to your profile so we can get exposure from people you know that I may never meet. So now you're building up another database, right? And so when they promote, it's just going out to a further, you know, group of people. Um, at this time, you can decide, do you want to boost it um, through Facebook? Do you want to boost it on Instagram? You can certainly do that. I usually say 5 or $10. You know, it's not going to hurt. Um, if you get some additional leads from it, that's great. Um, but $10, $5, is not a big deal. But that would be something I would put in my package telling your seller, when we put this on social media, we have a... You know, you don't maybe not want to tell them how much you're going to spend, but if you do, make sure you can back it up with the statistics. So if you say to me, Kim, I'm going to spend $10 to boost your property on my social media profile or on my Facebook page, I'm going to look at you and go, oh, okay, you know, because I may not know what that means. But if you were to say to me, Kim, I'm going to promote your property on Facebook and I'm going to promote it, I'm going to do a boost on it which will cost me about $10, but it will get out in front of 25 to 5,500 people. Now that's impressive. Okay. So when you tell them you're going to do something, tell them why, you know, don't just expect them to know because $10 buy me a Starbucks, you know, maybe. Um, so make sure that when you are spending the money, they can, you can show them what they are, what you're spending and how it's working and why you're doing it. I think I'm, I said that right. So anyway, um, and make sure you write really good content. Make sure that you have a strategy that if this property is going to be on the market more than a week or two, that you have a weekly marketing strategy, meaning, you know, take a different photo from the property. Say they have this beautiful kitchen. Okay. So week two, you may take that property and look at it and say, you know what? They have a great kitchen. They have a great backyard. Um, I'm going to use both of those. So week two, I'm going to promote the gourmet kitchen and I'm going to talk to the people that enjoy cooking, um, love cooking, entertaining, etc. That's going to appeal to them. Then when you talk about the backyard on the third week, they're going to, people that are going to look at it and say, you know what, I've got two kids. What a great backyard for them to play in. It's got a lot of shade, or maybe there's enough room that I can put in a pool or I can put in a volleyball court, you know, court, etc. So when you look at this house, make sure that you are looking at what would appeal to the buyer. You know, the, the first promotion is appealing to all buyers. Now we want to niche it down. You know, so if you have a great kitchen, you're appealing to the cooks, the entertainers. If you're looking at the backyard, again, that could be entertaining. It could be family oriented, etc. Um, so there's all kinds of things that you can do. And if you have a plain Jane house, you can you can talk it up. OK, you know, this got this great gas burning fireplace that's, you know, five feet by five feet and warms up the house. You know, it's been used when electricity has gone out because of power outages Whatever you want to say. I don't recommend saying negative things, but you know what I mean. So these are some of the things that you could do under the premium package. Okay. Um, we're also going to talk about an elite package that you can create. Now, the elite package is going to be everything we've already talked about, but it's going to add some more bells and whistles. And that's going to be based on what you want to do. Maybe you're taking more photos and putting them on your website. 
Maybe you are um, broadening your postcard mail outs a little bit more. Maybe your standard on a basic and a, a basic and a premium and maybe, you know, a hundred people get the postcard. On an elite, maybe 200 people get the postcard. Um, again, you're going to do everything that we've already talked about, but with the elite, you could also say, well, because of this type of home, I need to do a lot of pre-listing um, tasks to get the home ready. So meaning, are we staging it? Are we cleaning the carpet? Are we giving it a good, you know, good cleaning? Are we mowing? Are we planting flowers? What are we doing? Cleaning out the pool? You know, what do we need to do to get this home in showcase condition? And then, of course, you know, your MLS may take as many photos as you want to give it. And then the same with the MLS descriptions. Then you could even do a coming soon. Okay. So this could be um, while you're preparing the home, you could put out a coming soon, um, you know, postcard, e-blast, social media, whatever that may be. Then as you go on, you know, there's certain programs out there that you could add, add on to what you're doing to market. So for example, there's a great company called agencylogic.com. You can go in there, buy the domain, which is the property address, and then build that little website. It's very easy to do. Anybody can do it. It just takes a little minute to figure it out, but you could create a whole website for that home. Now, this is what we would recommend doing on your higher end homes um, that need a little bit more promotion. But you know what? I have agents that says, nope, I'm going to use it for every one of my listings because that makes me stand out with my sellers because this is something not everybody else is doing. It takes a little bit of money. I think it's like $30, but you know what? You own it. And what the beauty of it is, is that when you sell the property, you could turn that domain over to the new homeowners and they could keep the website just for their own purposes. Okay. So that's a great little thing you could do there. Um, the other thing that you might want to do is look at your stats every week on all platforms, whether it's social media, website, realtor.com, Zillow, wherever you put this listing that you feel is justifiable to create an analytical report. And when you do that, you can make up this little report, send it to your sellers every week, and so they can see the, the amount of views, the amount of um, interest that is on the property. But they also need to understand when they look at that, because they'll come to you and say, well, if 100 people looked at that property, why hasn't anybody called? You know, that's just the name of the game. It's a numbers game when it comes down to that. So that's a conversation you should probably have during the listing phase of the property. When you're talking about all the marketing that you're going to be doing, that's when you talk about, we, we offer these services and let me tell you why we offer them, but let me also tell you the downside of looking at these numbers, okay? I mean, I've seen it all the time over the years. I've seen people, you know, sellers say, well, I've had over a thousand people look at my property. Um, Zillow, why hasn't anybody seen the property in person? Well, you know, there's a lot of looky-doos out there, you know, so they have to understand that, but it's the exposure that they're getting. So it's massive exposure is what we're hoping to give them. Then we talk about, um, you know, the, show, the showing um, services of this. So if you have a showing system, then everything goes through there and it goes to your seller. They can see the feedback, etc. Now, if you don't have a showing service, 
then, you know, maybe you pick up the phone and you call the agent um, and ask them, you know, hey, how about some feedback? My sellers would love to have it. And, you know, that's a little difficult to get. But you know what? I always say, if you are showing a home to a buyer and when you leave and at the end of the day, when you get home and you sit down and you send an email to that seller, uh, the seller agent, I'm sorry, send an email to that seller agent or go into the seller agent's program and post the feedback, good, bad, whatever. That way they know they've got an honest answer. And when you do it for them, they will reciprocate. So you, if you want them to do it for you, you need to do it for them. So, you know, kind of keep that in mind. It's just good business, okay? Then when we talk about this feedback, you may not want to give it to them every time. You want to maybe soften the blow a little bit because if they say, oh my gosh, you had Pepto-Bismol Pink in that bathroom, it's not going to work. It's hideous, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, then the sellers could get offended. So then you might want to take that feedback and just reword it to where it says the same thing, but just a little nicer, right? So there's some things that you can do there that are not just so eye-opening to the seller, like because they may love that pink Pepto-Bismol bathroom. So um, going from there, then, of course, you know, you want to make sure you have flyers that are, you know, that stand out. You want to make sure your social media posts stand out. You want to make sure you have a strategy in place, okay? So that when you go on these listing appointments, you're not walking in there thinking, okay, well, what do I say next? Oh, I don't know what to, how to answer that. You need to be prepared. The more you're prepared, the better chances of you getting that listing. And it would not matter whether you've been in the business 20 years or two years. If you're prepared, you're a contender, period, okay? And if you don't get the listing, there's nothing wrong with you asking the seller, you know, why they chose that agent over you so that you will just know how, because you're trying to improve yourself, you know, just ask them, say, you know, I would love for you to share with me any pros and cons that maybe I didn't deliver that that agent did so that I could perfect my presentation and what I offer the sellers because I really admire that other agent. Wouldn't be any harm in that whatsoever. Then, um, you know, maybe you're doing open houses now. So what does that look like? What does your open house package look like? Are you going to do it two weekends in a row, two days in a row, during the week, on the weekend? What are the requirements for the seller to be there, not be there? Um, you know, what's your security strategy for that? What is your, as a hostess, what are you going to do? Are you going to serve food, drinks? Um, are you going to have a theme? Or what paperwork do you need to have at that open house so that when people come walking through it, what are they filling out? How are they filling it out? Are they writing their name and their email and their phone number on a piece of paper? Or are you going to have somebody there to have an iPad and have that form ready so when they come through the door, you just put it on your iPad? So there's a lot of different ways you can do your open house. Just make sure that you are very organized when it comes to that and always have at least one or two people with you when you do an open house. And when you are working with people, you need to have other the other people that are working with you walking through the house, asking these buyers, is there any questions? Is there anything I can help you out with? Hey, did you notice that great stove? Hey, did you notice the pool in the backyard and that there's a jacuzzi? And, you know, these are things that these 
agents that are helping you can do, but it's also protecting you to make sure nothing goes wrong, right? So just make sure of that and make sure you have an, a, a welcoming presentation when they come to the open house. So what do I mean by that? Have a sign that says welcome to, and then, you know, you know, whatever that may be, you can maybe put the address, welcome to this open house. So you can use it more than once, you know, but make it very welcoming when they come in. Do they need to take off their shoes? Do you need to have the little covers for the shoes? So cover all the little details and know what to do when those people arrive. If the sellers have animals, make sure they're put up or left the property. You know, you don't want them out running around and then lose one. And then if you're doing a broker's open, you kind of want to do the same thing. You want to make sure that you invite those brokers. You want to make sure that if they RSVP, that you're acknowledging that. You want to send reminders. You want the feedback. Okay. So always make sure that you, you give it that just that little extra touch in everything that you're doing. And it will help you win the listing, win the agents, win the buyers. I mean, everybody's happy. Everybody's impressed and everybody is happy. Now, what I have had to do is talk to agents about their packages and saying, you don't want to take the packages and have the seller pick out the package. What the packages are for is to keep you organized, okay? So that you know when you have a piece of land that say 20 acres, no home, straight, just raw land, how are you going to market that? What's that strategy? What's the strategy for the average home? You know, what's the strategy for the luxury home? Maybe you are a commercial agent, you know, so you need to create your own strategy for commercial property, which that's a whole nother beast of its own because it's a whole nother type of marketing. So maybe you're an investor and you're flipping homes. You need to know what is your listing strategy based on. Now, you may say, you know, Kim, these are great ideas. I love that you have broken it down into packages, but I'm not going to do that. But what you can do is sit down and write down what your listing package looks like and and put out on each item that you're going to do, why you're going to do it and how much you think it'll cost you so that when you sit down with your seller, you can tell them, I'm going to introduce you to my stager. Now, you may say to them, I take care of the price of the stager. Or you may say we split it or the seller is responsible for paying it on their own. So these are things that you need to be prepared for when you go into that appointment. But you also need to be prepared to know what the seller is willing to do to get that property sold. So if you went to them and said, hey, I have a stager, it's $3,000, you're going to have to pay for it. I'm going to look at you and say, no, you know, I think my house is clean enough. I'm going to be able to do it on my own. Um, but then you're going to have those higher end properties that do want those people that can afford to pay for that stager. So you really need to understand who your seller is, why are they selling, how much can they budget to put into fixing up the home to, to sell it. So you need to get that all out of the way when you sit down in that listing appointment. You should have your questionnaires ready. You should have everything ready when you go on that appointment. 
And what I always say is that when you're doing it with a pre-listing, that's when you ask all these questions so that when you get that ready to go active, you've ever got everything done. There's no questions asked. There's no misunderstandings, etc. Everything goes like clockwork. So you should always have a pre-listing package and then you should always have your listing package. And that way, everybody knows what's what's going on. There's no confusion, no misunderstanding, no high, higher expectations, lower expectations, etc. Um, I'm going to tell you, this works. I've been doing this for over 20-something years. I know that it works. I see it work every day. This is what we do for our clients when we are marketing their properties for them. So if this is an area that you say, you know what, this is all great and good. I love the information. But Kim, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to put this property on the MLS. I'm not going to put it on my website. I'm not going to do social media. Then you need to reach out to us at Kim at KimHughes.com and we will help you create that strategy. We will take over your marketing if you don't want to do it. And this is really an area that I tell agents, you know, when we market your property, it's going to be marketed probably better than anybody could market it because we know what we're doing and we know what to do and what to say about that property. And we can work with your um, seller and making sure that we have everything done the way they want it. So this is going to kind of wrap up what we're what we've been talking about today. So we have been talking about how to list a property and why you should have different packages. Not packages for the seller to choose from, but packages for you and your team, your brokerage, your franchise, whatever it may be, to choose from. So when you get that phone call and and it's me and I'm calling you saying, hey, I want you to come look at my property and tell me what you think and let's kind of walk the property and see what what kind of numbers we're looking at. That's when you should come in with your pre-listing package and be asking all these questions. And then when you get home, you can look at your packages and say, well, this is what they get, you know, because it's going to cost money. It costs money to hire a photographer, a stager a lawn company, a housekeeper, a carpet cleaner. It's going to take money to market these properties. You already pay for most of the programs, so that takes an account also. So you have to have a realistic idea of when I list this property, hypothetically for $500,000, and I'm spending $3,000 to market it, I sell it, how much do I put in the bank? So that's what you need to understand is where your money is going, what is it, how is it benefiting everybody to get the property sold, and then what is your bottom dollar when you go to the bank to put the check in the account. Those are the things that you need to think about. So I want you to kind of leave this conversation thinking you need to create some kind of a listing package of what you will do when you go on a listing appointment. What kind of marketing are you going to offer that homeowner. And there's a lot of different things you could do and you can do a little bit, but I'm always going to say you want to do the most that you can and then do a little more because that's going to make you stand out in front of your audience. It's going to impress your seller. And when you do that, they're referring you and then you're now building a referral based business. So I hope this has helped you out today. If you have any questions about how to create a package for yourself, Just reach out to us. We're more than happy to sit down and work that with you. 
And if you are that agent that says, you know what, this is great, but I don't want to do it. I need to hire somebody to help me with it. Then you need to talk to our marketing team. We have the best marketing team. So um, I will leave that with you there. And if you have any questions, we look forward to hearing from you. Go out, make a great day. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you know someone, and I bet you do, who would appreciate this podcast, please share it with them. As a reminder, this podcast can be delivered directly to your favorite device by using the subscribe links you can find in the show notes below or over at unstoppablerealestateagents.com. Remember, it takes as much energy to wish as it does to plan. Have a great day.